The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, commercial appeal sports columnist. I'm joined by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. We are coming to you uh, mere hours after the Memphis basketball team started its regular season with a uh, nice 89-65 win over Tennessee Tech to start this season, this much-anticipated season, 1-0. and um, We're going to break down what we noticed, what we saw, what our takeaways were from that season opening win. Uh, we'll get into uh, how the two, how Amani Bates and Jalen Duran looked in their debut, what the lineups looked like, um, all sorts of the, all the all the other nuggets we got out of uh, seeing this team in a game that counted uh, in the record in, for their record for the first time. And then uh, we'll wrap things up by getting you ready for Saturday's game against North Carolina Central. All right, so Jason, um, I guess just let's start here with your overall uh, takeaway, I guess overall uh, as you reflect on what Memphis showed last night, um, what, what impressed you the most? What, what was the, the most notable thing you, you saw last night for the Memphis basketball team? Uh, their ability to score points, Mark. They, yeah. uh, especially Especially the first, you know, six to seven guys uh, in the rotation. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the starting lineup uh, looked really, really good, especially, uh, or not especially, I mean, you know, Alex Lomax um, got the start at point guard, and that appeared to be uh, the right combination for uh, for this team. Um, You know, they jump out to a 13-0 lead. They... Let Tennessee Tech get back into it, um, you know, and then they push the lead out to like 14 uh, later in the first half, and then Tennessee Tech gets back into it. So it was it was kind of a back and forth deal. Um, I think part of that is, uh, you know, some guys got in foul trouble. I think DeAndre Williams uh, was held out for a lot of the first half because he picked up uh, some early fouls, um, and I want to say. Couple others were too, but yeah, I mean they they uh, they really can score, man. They uh, especially Imani Bates and Jalen Duran. I mean, Imani Bates was four of seven from three, and Jalen Duran had five dunks. Five of his seven field goals were dunks. Um, you know, so they uh, they 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 looked very very impressive from an offensive standpoint. I thought. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, I mean, they have a just a. A lot more options uh, than it feels like than they have in the past, and that's a reflection of how deep the roster is. I will say, offensively, it was inter- it was an interesting game because I, you know, it's it's so hard to put uh, a win over. You know, like it's a game they should win by a lot. You know, if putting it into context, they went the first thirteen minutes or so with only one turnover, Jason, which was really impressive. 
They then had 16 turnovers over the ensuing 27 minutes, and their turnover rate was up at 25% again, which was what their rate turnover rate has been around the past couple years when turnovers have been a big issue. But I will say one thing that stood out in both exhibition games and then again in this game is that the differences between this team, it appears, and previous Memphis teams, this team shares the ball a lot better. Like, even though they had 17 turnovers, they had a positive assist-to-turnover ratio. They had 21 assists in this game. Um, so I think that's a good sign for the offense in general. Um, and why I'm not, you know, the fact that they went 13 minutes with one turnover showed me they can do it. And 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 you do, you know... I'm guessing part of the turnover issues you can probably blame in part to, well, they were up by a lot and they probably got a little lackadaisical. Um, but um, offensively, you're right. I mean, whether it's, I mean, you have a shot creator in Imani Bates who, frankly, I, I can't remember the last time Memphis has had someone like him in that, you know, even like Jeremiah Martin was 6'2 or 6'3, not 6'8 or 6'9. Um, Tyreek Evans was not the shooter that Amani Bates is. Um, Derek Rose even was, you know, he was only six, one, six, two. And now he was a much better athlete, but like, they just haven't had a shot creator like this in a while. I mean, CDR maybe a little bit. Um, but you know, Joe Jackson was smaller too. Like he's just a unique prospect in that regard. And he, he looks really confident shooting the ball. And he's got, you know, he's not the quickest dude, Amani, but he's just got a lot in his, as the kids like to say, he's got a lot in his bag. Um, he, he's got a lot of counter moves and, uh, you know, like the shots he hits, like he he's shown it enough at this point. Yes, he takes some high degree of difficulty shots, but he makes a lot of the high degree of difficulty shots. Um, and so that was really encouraging. And then, yeah, Duran, I think, reinforced I mean, he is like a man-child. Like, it's just like uh, he's just going to physically overpower most of the players he's going to go up against this year. I counted, Jason, five dunks for him uh, in this game. Um, He also had one where he tried to jump over a six-foot-ten guy. Um, Didn't work, but the fact that he had the audacity to try it was, I thought, like, really interesting. And not only not only that, but after the game, the the uh, uh, like it, it didn't do anything to his confidence. Um, no. missing that well, shot, he was like, "I, I won't miss that again." Is, is essentially what he said. And, and one of the takeaways I had though is like they were just the difference in the like you know like DeAndre Williams had a nice game. He looked really good with Duran. Um, Nolly came out really fast and looked good, especially early. Lester. Was you know Lester looked like he 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 knows exactly what he is for this team, um, and his three point shot was consistent. It's been consistent now in three straight games, um, but we knew those guys sort of. We knew kind of what those contributions were going to be. Um, the difference in why I think the offense looks like it's at another level, even though there's still some turnover issues, it it's Dern and Bates. I mean, they're just they they bring skill sets that this team did not have at its disposal, um, and and I thought they give they gave a lot of reason for hope. Um, so, Jason, do you want me to give you some some nuggets that I dug out after examining the play by play and box score from this game? 
I do, and I got nuggets too. So it'll be interesting. We didn't go over this ahead of time to see if our nuggets uh, match, but uh, all right, so we're gonna if, we're gonna trade nuggets here. Okay, all right. So the most, I think the most, the most overwhelming part of the game, in a good way, were those opening five minutes or so when Memphis went up thirteen nothing, I think, and then was up seventeen six at the first media timeout, and you you basically. Everything this team you think this team might be, you saw in one five-minute stretch. It was, yeah. you know, Duran feeding DeAndre Williams, Amani Bates pulling up at the three-point line, Lester Quinones taking advantage of mismatch, a mismatch, uh, Duran and Alo finding Duran for an emphatic alley oop, uh, and then like you know them hounding Tennessee Tech into turnovers and making it almost being upset that Tennessee Tech scored, like as if it was like, you know, uh, it, as if it was a crime that Tennessee Tech would score the ball on them. It was really, really impressive. And and so those don't start- forget, hold on, don't, don't forget they, they hit their first, they hit their free throws in that stretch, Mark. That's, yeah, Lester was it. two for two uh, from the free throw line in that stretch, and that's that's as big as anything in my book. Yeah, that too. But so in the in the that that opening five minutes nine seconds of the first half, that starting lineup of Alex Lomax, Amani Bates, Lester Quinones, DeAndre Williams, and Jalen Duran was plus ten. Then in the three minutes one second that those starters played to start the second half. They were also plus 10. So they're even more efficient in some ways to start the second half. So that means those that starting lineup collectively to, in the eight minutes and 10 seconds that they played combined at the beginning of the first and second half were plus 20, which is really impressive. Like a really good, you know, like, you know, you, I don't think you can argue with at this point right now with the decision to start Alex Lomax at point guard when you're getting those types of results. Um, right. I'll get back to that in a second, though. That does mean, however, Jason, because Memphis only won by 24 points, over a 32-minute span, essentially, Memphis was only plus four against Tennessee Tech. And a few conclusions I would make, I don't know if Penny would make them, but that I would make with this. One, he played too many guys. He said he was only going to play nine or ten guys. And he played, and, and you know, I, I think it's excusable in this game because it's the first game and you're trying to figure out what's going to work and you're experimenting. It makes sense. It's just that he has a track record for doing this at this point, playing too many guys. Um, and he played too many last night. Like, you know, I, you know, I didn't understand why Tyler Harris was in there. At time, you know, when he was in there, like that didn't make a lot of sense. Chandler Lawson, who got cleared to play last minute, which was great news, didn't look like he was ready to play. Like, just didn't look like meant not physically, but just like meant, my guess is it came as a shock to them that the NCA actually did something reasonable and cleared him to play because they've been so unreasonable in the past with them. But he just didn't look all there. He didn't look like Chandler Lawson. Um, and, and then, you know, some other things I, I noticed, um, Bates, Amani Bates appeared to me 
So it looked like they it looked like they had Jaden Hardaway as the backup point guard in this game. Yeah. That's how they were using him. Um, but there were moments when they did play Amani Bates at point guard. So I took it as moments when Jaden or Alo were not in the game. And those moments totaled five minutes and 33 seconds. So Amani Bates did play some time at point guard. During those moments, Jason, Memphis was minus two collectively. Um, so that was interesting. Um the aforementioned front court combination of DeAndre Williams and Jalen Duran, when those two were on the court together last night, Memphis was plus 27. Um, so That's good. Now, a lot of that was the opening, you know, opening of the first and second half, but still. Um, and, and then one thing I noticed, so my feeling is the best five player, and I think it was confirmed last night, the five best players on this team – are Amani Bates, Jalen Duran, Lester Quinones, DeAndre Williams, and Landers Nolly. Yeah. And I think ultimately, for and I've said this, I said this last week, for this team to reach its ceiling, you, I think Memphis needs to get to a place where those five are the guys you're playing in in in, in, in meaningful minutes. Um, like you're 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 trying to get to that lineup uh, as much as you can, or some form of that lineup. Well, those five, Jason, played one minute and six seconds together in the first half. They scored six points and gave up five. So they were plus one. Um, but only on one minute, six seconds, where those five guys were on the court together. Um, and then one other note I would make, the other, aside from that starting lineup going plus 10 to start the first half and start the second half, the other most effective lineup Memphis had in this game was in later in the first half when Josh Minot first came into the game, about 12 minutes in. Uh, it was Jaden Hardaway, Amani Bates, Landers Nolly, Josh Minot, and Jalen Duran. In two minutes, five seconds, they were plus nine. Um, so, and then I thought Penny responded to that wisely after it seemed like Minot was like the 11th man in the first half. He was the one of the first guys off the bench in the second half. I think he, he I think Minot had a a very respectable showing, a a a showing that confirmed in my mind that he he needs to be part of your 10, if you will. Um so those are my yeah. nuggets. Let's cross reference them with your nuggets and then we'll we'll reconvene here. All right. So mine are, are a little more big picture, I guess. Um so uh, Memphis was 13 of 26 from three last night. Uh, that's that's easy math, right? That's 50%. Shoot, shot 50% from three-point range last night, which is really good. Uh, so good, in fact, that how many times do you think Memphis shot 50% or better from three last season? How many times? I don't know. Four? Twice. 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 Memphis shot wow. 50, like 50, 51 and change percent against Colorado State in the NIT. And then in a game earlier in the season, they shot like 61 percent. Uh, I want to say they hit like, you know, nine of or eight of 11 or something like that. So uh, uh, whatever, whatever the math works out to is like 60 something percent in another game. And and so I went back 
in the previous four seasons, all the way back to, you know, four seasons ago, um, to, to Tubby Smith's last year, Memphis has shot 50% or better from three just 10 times in the, fir- in the last four seasons prior to this year. Uh, and, and they did it right out of the gate. And, I mean, I, I just – I think that's something that, that we should really keep an eye on um, because Penny talked about it last night. He's like, look, we got length, and so we're going to see a lot of zone. And if we can hit our three-pointers uh, the way we were hitting them against Tennessee Tech, well, then that's going to be a nightmare for, for, for anybody. Well, um, so and Let me just interject real quick. I would counter what I've seen in these first three games – this team's really good against going against zone. Whether it yeah. was the exhibition games or this game last night, they've killed zone defenses because there are so many guys who can shoot the ball. And, yeah. frankly, both bit, there's so many guys who are good at passing the ball um, on right. this team. Like Jalen Duran, one of his underrated skills is that guy can really – he can pass the ball. DeAndre Williams, we know, he can create and pass the ball. Well, uh and, and for all that for all that you said, uh, for all of the really good things that you talked uh, talked up about Amani Bates earlier, just a couple of minutes ago, uh, you know he had some really nice. I think he had four assists uh, yep. last night. Um, you know he 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 found Jaden Hardaway in the corner for for an open three. He, uh, uh, he, he like there was a play where he was like uh, uh, driving to the basket and he drew a double team and like wrapped around his defender, his primary defender to a to an open Josh Minot in the lane who finished it off with a big dunk. So, uh, I mean, yeah, he's 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 just a, a weapon. The likes of which, you know, ha- ha- haven't been around here in, in quite some time. Well, and my point though is, I actually think they struggled more, and like it, uh, the turnovers happened once Tennessee Tech started going man to man. Like Tennessee Tech ditched the zone because Memphis was so effective against it, um, yeah. and so I actually think they got some things to iron out from a from a man to man offense perspective because they got the zone thing down. Like they, because they move this team moves the ball so well, at least early on, and they have more shooters than Memphis has had in a long time. Um, they, uh, you know, they look good against the zone. Um, but yeah, what? but shooting the ball, it seems like, and it, frankly, it's, I think it, uh, though you pointed out, they haven't shot 50% very much over the past years. If you look at how they shot the ball in conference play last year, they were the best three point shooting team in the AAC in conference play last year. Like, this is not necessarily something that is a total, well, this is totally different than previous. Like, their problem offensively last year was not shooting, as it had been in other years. It was the fact that they threw the ball away at a ridiculous rate. And, frankly, they did it again last night, Once after the first 13 minutes. They threw the ball away at a ridiculous rate. Um, And they might have too much talent for that to matter in terms of keeping them out of the NCAA tournament, but they got to address it if they want to be the type of team that they are planning to be and that they seem capable of being. 
One more quick note. Uh, we talked a lot about offense, defense last night. I thought Jalen Duran, um, you know, I mean, he 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 imposed his will. He had he finished with five blocks. I went all the way back to the 2010 season, 2009 2010 season, and no other Tiger uh, in, in their in their you know making their Memphis debut has had that many blocks um, in their in their first game as a Memphis Tiger. So that's. That's uh, I thought that was pretty noteworthy. Five blocks for yeah. for Mister. Well, Mr. it was interesting. Defensively, it was interesting because it was not a vintage Memphis defensive performance last. It was night. not. You're right. Especially in the first half. I mean, uh, Tennessee Tech shoots almost fifty percent from the field in the first half, and really, the last fifteen minutes of the first half were really dissecting the Memphis defense. Now they recovered. They held. I think they only shot thirty thirty percent from the field in the second half. But it's one of the rare games, Jason, where it the, Tennessee Tech had fewer turnovers than Memphis. Um, so yeah. it, it was not, you know, there there's some things to clean up defensively for Memphis because I did think, while it is nice, they have some great they have some great rim protection this year. There are just a lot of guys who can block shots on this team. Um, I also think the number of blocks they had were a reflection of the number of blowbys that they gave up too. Um, so, um, but when you have Jalen Duran, you, you know, that you can, you can, you can have that happen. That can happen sometimes. And you got a guy, you got reinforcements in the back. Um, so, um, all it, there's, it wasn't, it wasn't a, I think it was only a subpar defensive performance because we've gotten so used to dominating defensive performances, like all in all, it was fine. They played fine defensively, um, but there were some things to clean up. Like the way I described this game was, there was enough sensational moments to make you go, "Man, this is this team is as could be as good as we hope it's going to be," but also enough sloppy moments to make you realize, like, well, there's still some things they need to iron out. Just like every every great team in the country when they play their first game, like there's still some things they need to address. Whether it's the turnovers, whether it's figuring out the rotation, um, you know those sorts of things. But um, all in all, I think uh, you know uh, pretty. You know, it just felt good to see to finally see this team in action against. Uh, real competition, if you will, a game that really counts. Um, and and to see them kind of live up to what your hopes were, especially Amani and Jalen. Like they looked every bit like the five star studs that everyone had billed them to be. And it feels like um, you know, it feels like they can take Memphis to some places they haven't been in a long time. It, it that 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 was the sense you got coming out of that game, even though there were some things you could harp on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I but I still, you know, I said this, uh, I, I wrote about this, you know, a few months back. I, I, I still maintain that if Memphis is to do what you said and get to places that it hasn't been in a, in a number of years, um, it's going to be the, it's going to be more about, the Lester Quinones, the Landers Nollies, the DeAndre Williams, the Alex Lomaxes. That's to me. That's that's really what. Uh, I mean, th- this team this team was built 
around them. You know, they're the foundation. And, uh, and I think that, you know, they, they may not, they may not uh, put up the flashiest numbers and they may not have the highest upside, but I think that, you know, uh, Imani Bates and Jalen Duran are, 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 running or walk i don't i don't know the 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 metaphor here that they're they're walking or running because you know the 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 guys the veterans who are here uh are have have laid the groundwork so yeah i kind of take the opposite view on that jason i I really think those that it's great that those veterans are here like that that raises the floor having veterans like that how far and how good this team is, I think, is going to be determined by how good Jalen Duran and Amani Bates are. Like, if they are both special college basketball players this year, that's what's going to take Memphis from, you know, being an NCAA tournament, just, you know, an NCAA tournament team to a Final Four team. Uh, I, I think the veterans, there's a certain level. The, what the veterans provide is a certain level of, like, you know what those guys are going to bring to the table. And they're like stabilizing forces. So they, they give you a floor f- with which Amani and Jalen can use to run with. Um, but it's very clear to me that the ceiling of this team is going to be determined in part by how high Jalen Duran and Amani Bates get as freshmen. Like how high they rise, if you will. How, how close they are or if they can... Su- you know, even surpass sort of what they've been built to be as prospects. Because, I mean, you just saw it when they're on the court, those two on the court, those guys are at a different level um, talent wise um, than, than, you know, a lot of, than just about any college basketball player you'll see. The question is they're 17 years old and they're freshmen. Um, How much, you know, how consistent will they be? Um, How, you know, how will they handle all of this? Um, and I thought last night was a good start for that. I mean, they were, they were that those two and DeAndre Williams were the three best players on the floor uh, last night. I thought. Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. Um, so really, really uh, impressive start. And then now the Tigers move on another kind of tune-up game uh, at FedEx Forum Saturday at six o'clock. Uh, uh, Saturday at six o'clock against North Carolina Central, a uh, MEAC powerhouse uh, over the years with Coach Lavelle Moten. Uh, they had a down year last year, but pretty consistently they've won the MEAC uh, uh, more often than not with Lavelle Moten as the coach. Um, and, and then after that, I believe you get you get next week. Uh, St. Louis comes to FedEx Forum. Uh, next, uh, what is it? Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, next Tuesday night. But Jason, why don't you, uh, tell people, uh, before we head out of here, what, what should we expect from this North Carolina central game? Have you, uh, what's the scouting report? What are you looking for in that matchup? Well, so, I mean, yeah, they had a down year last year. COVID hit them pretty hard. Um, so, and they only returned, but they only returned three guys from that team. Uh, so they're large, you know, they're, they're, They've they've their roster has been overhauled quite a bit um, from last season. Now, as you mentioned, they're a perennial MEAC powerhouse. Uh, they they before like when COVID hit back in March of t- 2020, they were 
the odds on favorites to win their fourth consecutive MEAC tournament championship, which would have sent them obviously to their fourth consecutive NCAA tournament. Um, they, uh, they, they, they also have in the last six, in the last six postseasons uh, or the last seven postseasons, they've, they've been to the NCAA tournament four times and the NIT once. So they're, you know, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, you know, they're, they're for what they are, they're pretty good. And uh, I, I think, you know, this, this year is, you know, it's going to be a little uh, bit of a mystery for a while. Um, just what type of team they are. Although last night, uh, they went to Richmond. Richmond is a team that went to the NIT last season, won a game, and ended up losing by one to Mississippi State uh, in the NIT. Um, but North Carolina Central went into Richmond last night and uh, gave them a, a, a real good scare. Um, they they were like something like eight of fourteen in the first fifteen minutes uh, from three, and took a they double. Were, they were up thirty six thirty one at halftime. Yeah, they took a double-digit lead, and then at halftime it had been narrowed to, as you said, 36-31, and then they went cold in the second half and ended up losing by 10 at Richmond. But that's, you know, Richmond's a quality program. And uh, so I, I do think that, um, you know, it's it's not going to be, uh, you know, a LeMoyne-Owen or a Lane College, but it's, it's certainly not um, – you could do far worse in terms of early season non-conference uh, action that uh, you're going to see. I, I think that uh, uh, Memphis will have a good it'll, – it'll provide Memphis a good chance to work on some things it needs to work on while also uh, not just – not being able to – not feeling like they're able to just sleepwalk through it. Yeah, no, by the way, Richmond – was picked to finish second in the Atlantic 10 this year uh, behind St. Bonaventure. Um, and St. Louis, who Memphis plays uh, in its third game, was picked to finish third in the Atlantic 10 this preseason. So a they, 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 they gave a what's considered a pretty decent Richmond team a, a nice test. And, uh, you know, you hope the, the Tigers aren't tested uh, like that. Um, but you know, perhaps yeah, I think this will be another, you know, I thought Tennessee tech was pretty feisty, all things considered, you know, again, outside of those opening eight minutes of the both halves, they played Memphis pretty tough. And I think North Carolina central, my guess is will be another feisty opponent, um, that Memphis should beat and beat handily if they play well, but it'll also be interesting to see how Penny well, I think what I'm going to be looking for in that North Carolina Central game is what do the lineups look like in game two? Like, obviously, I would think he's sticking with the same starting lineup given how successful they were. But last night he mentioned he might want to give a longer look to Chandler Lawson, even though Chandler didn't play great in his first game uh, just because he didn't get to play in the exhibition games. Um, what lineups did he like that he uses again? What does he try differently in this one? Th th those are some things I think are worth uh, paying attention to in particular in this one um, because, you know, you get these, you know, like ultimately we learned last year, like you, you want to try and figure out your rotation quickly because non-conference play 
is going to be so vital for this team's seeding in the NCAA tournament because, I mean, frankly, last night, you know, around the AAC, you know, the two teams, two of the three teams considered to be uh, competition for Memphis at the top of the AAC standings, Houston and Wichita State, both of them struggled to beat, to win their games, uh, their opening games. So um, you, you want to figure, I, I think if you're Penny, you want to be able, like next time we join you on this podcast after the St. Louis game, I would think if you're Memphis and Penny Hardaway, you want to have a pretty good sense. All right, I think I know what my ten man rotation is now, and this is what I'm. This is what we're going to do. Um, I think that is uh, that is uh, crucial for these next uh, few games or so. Um, I, I would note St. Louis. I believe Javante Perkins is their best player, um, but he is, uh, I believe. He is out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So St. Louis picked to finish third in the Atlantic 10 will be without their best player, their preseason all-conference selection. So um, probably two games here again, probably some feisty opponents, but games where you, the games you can use to figure things out a little bit. And, uh, and, and I think you figured some things out in this opener, um, most notably – I think that, you know, Amani Bates and Jalen Duran uh, are ad- as advertised. Um, and this starting lineup seems to be one for now. You should ride for a little while. Um, and then uh, and then we'll see from there. Also, we should note, Penny also mentioned the other bit of news from last night. Jonathan Lawson and Sam Onu are going to redshirt this year, it sounds like, which should help with some rotation decisions uh, as well. Um, you got anything else, Munz? No, man, I'm good. You're good. All right. Well, we'll have tons of coverage uh, heading into that North Carolina Central game over at commercialappeal.com. Uh, Jason will be chronicling everything from FedEx Forum. We'll also obviously be covering that St. Louis game next Tuesday. Lots and lots of stuff for you to devour. We've also this year, Jason and I are doing a tiger basketball newsletter that you can sign up for over at commercialappeal.com. Go check out my Twitter account. Uh, if you want to find out more information on it, um, at MG but Jason, and I will be delivering, uh, exclusive columns and stories to your email inbox, uh, three days a week. If, uh, if that's what you, des- if that's what you desire, um, and also you should check out our Instagram page at mem.sports. Uh, that'll also point you to, uh, our coverage, um, because there's lots of it. Um, we, we had tons of season preview stuff. If you haven't checked that out yet, um, we, we, we've got everything you could ever want on this Memphis basketball team. Um, now that we have begun, what should be a, uh, what's shaping up to be a one heck of a memorable season. Um, so, uh, Make sure you uh, are doing that. uh, Till next time, I was Mark. I was joined by Jason. Uh, We will see you next week, or maybe we'll see you at FedEx Forum over the next week. Thanks so much. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of The Commercial Appeal.